This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Dale Sheridan is a writer, transgender advocate and lawyer. Her writing has been published in the Sydney Morning Herald, The Age, Canberra Times, Stuff.co.nz and Snowsbest.com. She performed this story in Canberra in 2021 at an event we squeezed in in between the pandemic waves. Enjoy. Thank you. Hello. In 2010, I was on holidays in the Serengeti in Tanzania when a massive alpha male silver baboon charged me because it wanted my pack of fruit pastels. (laughs) They go crazy for sugar. Everyone was screaming, don't look it in the eyes, it'll rip your fucking face off. (laughs) I'm not great in confrontational or sticky (laughs) situations. I never make the smart choice. Most people would have thrown the pack of fruit pastels away. (laughs) Not me. I turned my back to the raging baboon and put the fruit pastels in my pocket. (laughs) The baboon backed down and I didn't even get a scratch. I really enjoyed eating those fruit pastels. Day or one, baboon, zero. I have boobs. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. No. <laughs> I, I've got more words, not boobs, just two. Um, but I didn't used to have boobs. They're courtesy of the boobroids that have been stabbed into my ass for the past seven years. As those of us with boobs will know, as will boob connoisseurs, that with great boobs comes great power. And male attention. Male attention is not necessarily new for me. It's just different now that I have boobs. Back in the good old days, life was much more simple. Male attention consisted of a punch in the face at play lunch. Despite the fact that I see the world through the same eyes, the world now sees me very differently. Not only do I have another option to poke someone's eyes out, a little shelf to catch all the food I spill and career prospects at Hooters. (laughs) My expanded chest area attracts a different type of attention from men. Prior to presenting in female mode, I undertook counselling and did a lot of thinking, planning exactly what I'd say and what I'd do in the event of some rigorous male attention. It honestly scared the shit out of me. In late 2014, during the early stage of my transition, I wasn't coping very well. So I did what most people would do in this situation. I went to Nepal to trek to Mount Everest base camp. (laughs) A few months after MH370 disappeared, I booked flights on Nepal on Malaysian Airlines and flew into one of the deadliest airports in the world that literally runs up the side of a mountain on the edge of a big fucking cliff. 
so I could trek through one of the harshest and deadliest places in the world. And people are saying 2020 was crazy. I'd been taking estrogen for about eight months, which was slowly changing my 32-year-old body, although I was still presenting in guy mode. The first and most obvious change were my nipples. They were so painful and really, really, really enthusiastic. I quickly realised after the first day of hiking in the thin mountain air that a sweaty t-shirt and over-enthusiastic nipples were not a wholesome combination. I didn't have quite enough boob at this stage to fill a bra, so I ended up taming my little girls by putting a band-aid over each nipple. A Himalayan training bra, if you like. I was also losing lots of weight and the rough edges of my jaw and cheeks were starting to soften. My once short-cropped hair was now a blonde, shaggy mop that I tucked back behind my ears. Despite my delight at the changes to my body, I kept my transition on the down low. I was still very ashamed and embarrassed that I was trans. I was really worried that people in my trekking group would notice my feminising features and ridicule me. One day, while resting atop a hill, a guy in my trekking group told me I looked like Julian Assange. Of all the side effects from hormones... (laughs) I wasn't expecting that one. After 10 days of hiking up through the small Sherpa villages, eating all of the momos on a pile of rocks covered in prayer flags, looking up at the majestic and rugged Kumbu Icefall, all I could think about was the impending doom that was awaiting me on my arrival home. Despite wanting to transition so badly, I was fucking terrified. Fast forward a week and I was cruising through the security checks at Kathmandu Airport obviously aided by all the prayer wheels I spun. At the last security checkpoint before stepping onto the tarmac, I lined up for one last time in the male security pat-down line. Ew. I was quite worried, mainly because of all the arrest warrants out for Julian Assange. (laughs) I shuffled forward in the queue and eventually assumed my position for my wrist search. The short Nepalese male security guard grabbed my ankles tightly. His firm grip shimmied up my calves, into my inner thigh, my crotch, around to my bony butt, up my back before bringing his hands around to my stomach. I'm really tall, six foot, and this guy was way short of a me, pushing five foot max. This frisk search was a sight more spectacular than the sun rising over the icy summit of Mount Everest. His hands continued to move firmly up from my stomach, I looked away, hoping that would fix the problem. His creeping hands slowly found their way onto my budding breasts and locked on tighter than a trans woman holding a prescription for (laughs) oestrogen. I decided it was probably an appropriate opportunity to come to grips with the male attention I was receiving and man up one last time to face my fear front on. I looked down to inspect the side of the rendezvous. I saw a mop of black curly hair slowly tilt back to give way to the widest, most terrified pair of brown eyes looking up at me. Our eyes locked. Neither of us spoke. Time froze. I was standing in a starfish position while his two hands were still stuck on my boobs in the intimate presence of a few hundred other passengers. The only thing I could think about at this point was, I wonder what's going through the security guard's mind. 
Surely he's been doing pat-downs for years, picking up nail scissors and coins, and now he's thinking he's hit the jackpot and finally found the notorious boob bomber. Or more likely, he's caught Julian Assange smuggling top-secret Momo recipes out of Nepal in a sophisticated boob apparatus. After what felt like an eternity, the security guard finally found some courage of his own to double-check his surrounds. His face and demeanour was instantly relieved upon sighting the separate women's queue a few metres away, snaking back into the terminal. The security guard's hands finally retracted from my boobs like a flimsy skill tester claw, dropping a cheap Casio watch. I picked up my bag and embarked upon the walk of shame to the safety of my Malaysian Airlines plane, parked on the tarmac ready to fly me home. As the plane took off above the smoky haze that lingered over Kathmandu, I looked out the windows to see the snowy peaks of the Himalayas in the distance one last time. I still couldn't enjoy it because I once again let my fears about my transition ruin a good moment. It's absolutely ridiculous when you think about it rationally. I'd done so much crazy fucked up shit with such reckless abandon. I'd trekked to base camp. I flew on dodgy planes into the world's deadliest airport. I faced my fear of male attention front on. And I took on a fucking baboon over some fruit pastels. But I still couldn't do something as simple as face my true self and wear a dress in public. When I arrived back in Australia, fortuitously, my bag full of smelly boy clothes didn't arrive. Was it the universe giving me a kick up the ass, Or was it just airline incompetence? Perhaps a bit of both. So I just did it. I ripped the band-aids off, figuratively and literally. I liberated my nipples from their oppressive, sticky band-aid overlords and got myself a proper bra. Thank you. I put on a dress and took a really deep breath and stepped outside to face the world. Not even all of the crazy shit I did could prevent who I was destined to be. I guess you can't fight nature, except if you're crazy enough to take on a baboon that wants your fucking fruit pastels. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, share your favourite tales on the socials and follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates. If you enjoy Queer Stories, consider supporting the project on Patreon. Check out the link in the episode description. Finally, for late night ramblings, gay shit and photos of me trying to garden with a baby on my back, follow Maeve Marsden on Twitter and Instagram. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.